Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I am a control freak. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Which is why I'd like to run this game show. Oh, you got a game show? We got some calls. We'll go to you in just a sec. Stay right right where you are, Ribbon and Jonathan. I'm good at game shows. Are you? I've been on one. Let's find out. Wheel of Fortune. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? No, that one. They're out to clown you on that one. Of course they are. Yeah. Wheel of Fortune's just a good old-fashioned, honest game of chance. I think I Puzzles. asked you this before, but like, and and this will date both of us, and that's fine. But when you went, yeah, was it still like that, like that prize wheel that rolled around, and you had a certain room where you got to choose a bunch no. of prizes from? No, that's okay. been gone for a long. It's been gone time. for a long time. Fifteen years at least. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, you went less than fifteen years ago. Yeah, I went uh, after during my fired year. I got. F- Already? Is sure. it 5 o'clock? Uh, 5 o'clock somewhere. Mm-hmm. I got fired in 2014, and so during that year, I uh, was aggressive in finding things to do. And so I think I got on the show in 2015. We okay. taped. Okay. All yeah. Right. Took the bronze. Yeah. Four grand. Well. Not bad. Not bad. It's not 42000 in, in a trip to St. Kitts. Oh, yeah. Is That's that what the sure. winner got? Yeah. The Husky lawyer from Oklahoma City. Damn. Cash me out one time, dude. Yeah. How much of the four grand actually shows up? Oh, you get the whole check. Oh, you don't take taxes out. No, you pay your own taxes at the end of the at year. At the end of the year, so which you lie about, and then whatever. <laughs> Try and do me a favor and keep your keep your mouth off of my ten forty EZ. You better be careful. I will say this, and just a quick thirty second story. Oh, we went down the night before the taping because you got to get up super early, and I thought it would be wise to go in the bar. And tie one on, and I'm in there, and I met this guy, and you know I was there with my sister Hurricane Gale, and uh, the ex-wife is like, you should probably think about going to bed. I'm not going to bed. Better brother is there. brother is ahead. Turns out the guy that I was drinking with is the <laughs> husband of the woman who I was going up against. Let's go to uh, dibs, half of the bag. Dude, more like three quarters in the bag. Wow. I woke up with a head to the ache. Ache. Oof. Yeah, it was a rough one. Cotton mouth. No wonder you only got four grand. It had nothing to do with my acumen. It was the damn wheel. I was uh, consonants, vowels. I was running material. It was the wheel. Do the wheel. Three bankrupts. I need you to be accountable. I need you to show some accountability, Dibs. It's how dare you? I Spencer Burforded the wheel. How it wasn't dare the wheel's you get fault. on Wheel of Fortune, be given a name tag, and then blame the wheel? Wasn't the wheel's fault. 
It was my inability to navigate the wheel. You know what that is. <laughs> Navigation <laughs> sensation, Mark. All right. Cha-ching! Three bankrupts, Mark. Three bankrupts. Hit the game show music. Come on, then we'll go to the calls. Hit the game show music. Odds for the 2024-25 NFL regular season MVP. Whoa! Yes. Top. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Top ten answers on the board. Top ten answers on the board. We'll give you three strikes. How many can you name? Top 10 Top MVPs. 10 answers on the board. MVP odds next year, NFL. I'll go with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Number one. Yeah, yeah. Number one. Good answer, good answer. All right, that's number one. Uh, boy, how about Josh Allen? Josh Allen, number three. Ooh. Number three. Actually yeah. tied for tied for second. Tied for second. Uh, how about, uh, it's a quarterback-driven league, Mark. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Also tied with Josh Allen for number two. Oh, for number two? Yeah, yeah okay. they're tied for second. So there's your top three. You got your top three. I got answers. one, two, and two. There's Mahomes, no one else tied for second. Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. No, no, no other ties. What about uh, Jim Harbaugh's guy, uh, Justin Hebert? Justin Bear is a correct answer. He is six, number okay. six. Yeah. Uh Jeez, how about Lamar Jackson, the defending MVP champ? Yeah, yeah, Grandy. Lamar Grandy? Jackson I'm hot. is number seven. Number seven? Number seven, right behind Justin Eber. Wow, okay. Uh, I mean, Brock Purdy's got to be on the list, right? Yeah, yeah. Number eight. Number eight? Number eight, right behind Lamar Jackson. Brock Purdy, 16 to 1. Wow. For okay. NFL MVP, yeah. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, non-quarterback? Oh, Strike one. Yeah. Steer. Granny was all too yeah, He was waiting. Man, he hit that yeah. fast. All right, that's strike one. He's either chewing gum or he's chewing his teeth thing. I can't tell which one. It's an apple again. <laughs> I was offered that apple an hour and a half ago. I passed. Uh, much like the Niners passed on Mahomes. Uh-huh. Uh, you're Thanks welcome. For that. Thanks. Good lord. How about Tyreek Hill? He's got to be in the top ten. Holy crap! two. How many more do I have? You have one, two, three, four more. Uh, four more. Four more. Four more and seven years four ago. More picks. Yeah. Four more picks. No, Jimmy Garoppolo got suspended. Go he ahead. Uh, C.J. Stroud is he on there? C.J. Stroud, oh, God, number five. Number okay. five. C.J. Stroud. Yeah. All right. I'm Three more answers right on the now. board, but you got no more wiggle room left. No more wiggle room. Uh man. Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts. You know what? Let's go ahead and give it to him. There is a tie for 10th place, so there's actually 11 possible well, answers. Go. So there's a tie, tie, for, is this? tie for 10th place. So we will accept Jalen Hurts. Thank you. However, there are still three more acceptable answers because oh. of that. Well, it's actually top 11 on the board, I guess. Let's go quarterbacks then, and let's just go with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, number nine. Good job, Dak Prescott. That is a correct answer. Man. Two more. Two more? No strikes, though. No strikes available. This bitch just keeps going. It really does. Well, you're taking a while. You're talking about Grandy's Invisalign. I mean, I mean, let's go. Whatever. Spit some answers it's out. It's an apple. Uh, Jordan Love? Jordan Love, number four. That's the one you were waiting oh, on. Oh, God. All right, down to the final answer. Can you get it, or will you strike out? Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter bits ahead. Jared Goff. 
for the win. I'm so sorry. Uh, okay, one buzz. No, work, that was Randy. a very that was good three try. Strikes, but three you have lost. Shut up, Lucas. So take the L. <laughs> take the L. That's a loss, dog. Who did I miss? <laughs> you you probably wouldn't get it with five more guesses. Honestly, five more guesses. I don't think you could get this Garoppolo? one. Garoppolo? It's not Jimmy Garoppolo. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, one more guess and you would oh, get it. God. There it is, Aaron Rodgers. Good job. R E L A X. Jared Goff is like relax. Way down the list. Matthew Stafford's in front of Goff. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Tua. Jeez. Deshaun Watson. Tua. Anthony Richardson. What? Yep. They're all ahead of Jared Goff. No love for JG. None. None. Brock Purdy is number eight on your NFL MVP odds. Brock Purdy. Uh huh. Um, yeah, key uh, Kelt Chronicle saying Darnold, Giants Forever Five, Jamarcus Russell. This is why I don't use you, YouTube feed. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to Ruben in Fremont, and uh, we'll use him for the next uh, few minutes of our show. Hi, Ruben. What are you doing? Hey, how's it going today? Uh, it's great, Ruben. Well, that's good. Hey, um, you know, I've been thinking about this, and uh, there's millions of 49er fans all over the world and, you know, in the Bay Area that are frustrated with Kyle Shanahan, how he runs the offense when they get to the Super Bowl. And we don't score enough points, and we're always trailing. And it always comes down to a few plays, of whether we get them or we fail. So this is my idea, and I hope I can get your opinion on this. Okay. Uh, the Niners should get in touch with uh, – Mike Holmgren, he used to be a, a coordinator with the Niners when they were win, winning all the Super Bowls. We, we know who he is, Ruben, yes. Yeah. So uh, do you think he could assist uh, Kyle Shanahan as a you know a coordinator or technical coordinator for the offense? Yeah, I don't play? like Ruben. Yes, he could. No, yeah, I, I would say I obviously that, there's, that hard job is no. open. No, yeah. I, like, yeah, this, I, I don't want to uh, in any way have this sound dismissive but if anybody has any thoughts about any offensive coordinator or any play caller help or anything along those lines, the answer's no. It's going to be a no from Kyle Dog. Pretty much. That's it. Like, yeah. it's just, we could talk about what we think. It's kind of irrelevant. There's zero chance that it'll ever happen. But let me also dot, 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 even if you want to go to Fantasy World, Mike's super retired. Like Mike is not Mike's not going to an NFL sideline and um, and 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 coming back and and helping anybody out. There's nobody whose mind offensively is going to come perfectly blend in with Kyle Shanahan, except for people who are also already on yeah. the Mike Shanahan tree. And why would you need that? Why would someone to come in and be like, "So I would like to call plays similar to." The way you call plays. Well, Kyle's like, I got it. Mike Holmgren last coached in 2008, Mark. <laughs> I mean, that that is years. that is way retired. He was a team president for the Browns up until 2012, but yeah. even that is 12 years ago. That that's that is super retired. I, I mean, I know everyone's got ideas, um, and and that's fine. Um, but like the 49ers offensively like that structure's not changing at all um and then the discussion always goes to whether or not that's actually needed 
Um, do you actually buy this idea? Oh, every time the Niners are in a big game, it doesn't work. Eh, I, I don't buy that. Some do. Okay. Um, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to Willard and Dibs' free Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Obviously, Morning Roast, Steiny and Goo, all in there as well. Subscribe to all um, because that's the best way to do it. Okay? 888-957-9570. We got time for more of your calls, but Tim Kawakami of The Athletic and the TK Pod with the Odyssey Network is going to join us next on Willard and Dibs. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. All right, we're streaming live on Twitch and YouTube. You know that. You can come watch it. We're just handsome, handsome men, so you should get on over there. Uh, Twitch.tv slash 95.7 The Game. YouTube.com slash 95.7 The Game. Watch live. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the thumbs up button. It's all powered by First NorCal Credit Union. And oh, by the way, speaking of our YouTube channel, you know what else you can find there? Tell me. TK Pod. Really? TK Pod. All that material. Yes. Tim Kawakami of The Athletic and the TK Pod, now part of the Odyssey Network. And he joins us now live. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm doing good, guys. I guess I'm not on video this time, but uh, we throw up some videos of my podcast on on 95.7 website. It's great. Oh, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming in hot. And I know, uh, obviously, Joe Lacob was the most recent guest. Uh, what did you? What, what was your big your your big takeaway with regard to the current and future of this team from Joe? Yeah, I think it's kind of how they're reacting to in context. You know, they they could have sold a little bit, you know, they weren't going to do fire sale, but if the season did not turn when it did, 
they could have, you could have seen Andrew Wiggins and Kawan Looney, I think, moved, you know, for, for things back, they weren't just going to give them away. If things, but this season was not turning out right by that point, there could have been a, a, a bit of a change. Things turned out, you know, they started winning. They started looking better. You could see Kaminga I think it's so huge for them. And they kind of stood still, even called the Lakers for LeBron James. He doesn't confirm that, but that certainly did happen. They do that a lot. They, they call other teams for their superstars just to check. Uh, and it, I always think it's curious that, you know, it's just notable that the Warriors are always calling for other superstars. Other teams don't really ever call them for staff. They know, right? The, the Warriors are stable. Got a little unstable there for a little bit this season, but for a lot of different reasons. But they're, they feel pretty rock solid with what they've got. They're hoping this thing kind of pushes them this season. And then the other notable thing is not only are they going to get out of the second apron, uh, they're going to try to get out of luxury tax, which is a big, pretty big you know, cut in payroll, but they can do that with the expiring contracts they've got, Chris Paul and Clay Thompson. They've got some other maneuverability. There's some room there if you can sign them both for less. Uh, and they can still believe they have something worth keeping and aiming at next season. I think a lot of this is aimed towards next season with a chance this season. And financially, it kind of works for them. But if it didn't, happen though in the last few weeks there could have been a whole lot of other things going on it's just you feel the flow of this you feel kind of how volatile it was and you feel how they kind of lucked out that this thing turned when it did and not like you know right now if it had happened after the trade deadline it, it would have been too late maybe to save some of these players Right, and it happened at the perfect spot in terms of where they can now be as a 10 seed. You feel like they can at least be a playing team. But I'm interested, Tim, in, in terms of what you talked about with the, the future of the salary cap. Can they sign Clay and still get under that, that first threshold? And if so, what would that salary look like for him? Yeah, you're looking about $30 million between him and Chris Paul or anybody else of that you know, that level. And uh, it's a squeeze, there's no question. But, you know, if, if Chris Paul doesn't come back, then you have a lot of money at play for Clay, right? It, and, and I think you're looking at something under $20 million a year. He might not want that. He might feel insulted by that. Uh, I don't know that anyone else is going to pay him that. Maybe somebody would. I, I think if somebody comes to Clay and says, here's three years, $80 million, the Warriors will say, Clay, you were great for us. We appreciate it. Uh, we cannot pay that, and you could understand where they're coming from. But it depends on where everyone else is. Uh, you know, maybe they can move Kavon Looney's eight million, and that gives them more. You know, more than thirty-one million or thirty, you know, whatever it is, to pay everyone else. It's flexibility, and they've got it. That Jordan Poole trade, for a lot of different reasons, worked out for them. One, he's not that good in this season, and two, the chemistry cleared up a little bit, and three. It was a long-term deal that they got out of, and now they they can either use the Chris Paul money to bring him back, they could trade him, they could go way under. That's the big flexibility, and then I think the Clay thing is going to be, if he's out there searching for $28 million a year, he's probably not going to get it from, the, from them. I don't know if he's going to get that. Maybe they could come to some compromise, but in the 18 to 22 to 23 million dollar a year range, I think that would fit with what they're what they're looking at and would kind of help them kind of plot out a team that would get under the cat luxury tax. I, I didn't think he was going to say that. I didn't know that they could do that uh, realistically. I knew it was mathematically possible. Now that he's saying it, we have to look at the books and kind of look at them and trying to get under 171, which is a bit because uh, they're at over 200 now. But I. Think 
that if you go play at a re- at a you know reasonable whatever reasonable means at a you know market value number they can do this. Tim Kalkami with us, Willard and Dibs. Okay, Tim, um, I'm a pretty loyal guy as uh, as a fan, uh, no question about that. But by the same token, when he says to you that we can still win a championship with this roster, is isn't the response to that? Why do you rationally feel that way? Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, again, it's the owner. He's not going to say, hell no, right? He's not going to say that. It's an intonation. It's the, the tone of it. And I don't think they really think they can, you know, listen, in the locker room and, and the coaching staff, maybe they have to believe that. But they, they've got a shot at this, like they had a shot at last season. Things are coming together. But they don't think, realistically, don't think of themselves as title contenders this season. They're, they shouldn't. They're they're 500 team. Um, that that's what they are. Maybe they'll be different in a few weeks, but that's where they are. You know, take a run through it, see where they end up. You know, get to the second round. You know, I think would be a success for them this season. They've gone through so many things. I think they're thinking about next season more realistically. Uh, you know, you you have another year of Kaminga. Maybe you get you know you see Pashemsky doing what he's doing. Maybe Moody. Maybe TJD are you know definitely players that can grow into this. We'll see what happens with you know Steph and Draymond. You can imagine Steph's got an, at least one one more, two more years left in him at this level. Maybe Draymond, you know, is a year where he doesn't get suspended for you know eleven games or another five games and all these games that he's missed. That's what they're thinking. I think they're more aiming towards next season to give themselves a realistic shot. At, you know, whether you think it's a puncher shot or an honest shot or whatever. Um, with some growth, add a player or two. I think that's what, it, if you ask them, are you being logical about it? If they're being logical about it without having to do the public, you know, we, of course we feel like we can win. I think it's mostly about next season. And looking at this year in the playoffs, can they really make any headway based on the size they're going to face? You've got the Lakers with size and you've got. Minnesota with size they can't seem to handle. Is that ultimately going to be what undoes them, the lack of uh, front court size to counteract those teams? You know, again, I kind of push back on that because this is how they play. You know, Draymond's their best center. He, he is. And if he's their best center, then, they're, you know, Kaminga's their best power forward. This is the best group they have. It's certainly a bit of a problem when you go up against really big teams, but they played the Timberwolves pretty closely. and They weren't blown up by the time. They should have probably beat them one of those times. Um, I don't think there would be favor to play to beat those teams, but it's not that, like the Lakers are a super team. The Lakers are big, of course, and they beat them in the playoffs last year, but the Warriors out-rebounded them. You know, that really wasn't about size. Anthony Davis was great. It was about the Warriors not figuring out how to score against that team. They just didn't have someone else other than Steph, as Steph calls it, a plan B, an option, a change-up is what he said, actually. And I don't know, is Kaminga that change-up? Is Kaminga that second option? Maybe he could be in the playoffs, but maybe more like aim towards next season, like they keep saying. I, I don't go with the size thing as much because you just don't want to just you know add a big guy in there who slows things down just so you can feel better against the bigger teams. they got to be faster than them. Draymond has played big centers and beat them in the playoffs. Boston was gigantic team in the 22 playoffs. Guess what? The Warriors beat them. So you just have to be playing well. You need Kaminga to be playing well. You need Wiggins to be playing well. And that is a huge part of the season. He was terrible at the start of the season. Uh, you know, no show. And now he's playing well. Those are, you know, those are big wings. 
and they can maneuver guys and they can hit threes. And so I don't know if it's just size, size, size. It's efficiency. It's to be able to match up with them and, and hold your own. And when they've won in the past, they have not won with massive size, other than Durant at power forward, which certainly is a big guy, but not like a burly guy. They've won with Draymond at center. And I, I keep reminding Warriors fans who are demanding size, demanding size, they just want the Marcus Cousins or JaVale McGee. Those, those guys weren't the center when they win championships. The center was Draymond Green at the end of games. And he is absolutely their best center now. There's not a question about it. And I, I've had Warriors people tell me, like he was their best center, one of the best centers in the league for the last 10 years. And no one understands that. He is their center. And they have to make do around that. That's how they play. TK, what is the characteristic of this basketball team that always has them struggling in the fourth quarter? Well, they're turning the ball over like crazy. I think everybody's watching that team. They, they get really shaky with the ball. Uh, and... You know, they, they've got some guys who don't like dribbling the ball in pressure situations who make some bad passes. Steph can be, you know, a little risky with the passes, too. Uh, and it gets, it breaks them down offensively. It just does. Now, they weren't great defensively either in the last two games, uh, certainly not against the Clippers. And they gave up some, a, a lot of easy shots uh, last night uh, in Utah. But I don't know if it's the defense per se all the time. It's the turnovers that lead to easy baskets. Every time they, they you know, Kaminga makes that horrible turnover, you know, with two Jazz players lying on the ground on the other side of the ba- basket, throws it to the other team. What, what happens? It's the three on the other side. That's, that's a killer. Open floor, live turnovers. They commit too many of them. This is why Kerr likes having Chris Paul out there. We'll see when he's back pretty soon. Again, Warriors fans are just, uh, united in hating Chris Paul right now, and I don't really get it. If you watched the way this team played, with, he was one of their best players in the beginning of the season. He is small, the tough defensive matchup, I get it, but do you want all these turnovers in, in the fourth quarter, or do you want somebody other than Seth, who the defense has to respect as a ball handler, as somebody who can get them out of trouble and reset them? This is why I think is the, you know, the main thing that's caused them giving up these leads. It's the live ball turnovers and the three pointers on the other side in transition after the live ball turnovers. It just ha- just go through it. It happens. Like I, when they have a live ball turnover in my head, I just say that's a three on the other side. And guess what? Like seventy percent of the time, it is a three on the <laughs> yeah, other side. Yeah, yeah. And those are killers. Those are just killers. Clay Thompson, best game of the year while coming off the bench for the first time in twelve years. Do you think Steve stays with him as the sixth man? Yeah, at least for a while. I think, I mean, they've kind of been working towards this. Uh, I've been talking to some Warriors people, not Joe Lake, but other people. Just like this is kind of the Kerr process is he sticks with a guy, he sticks with a guy, he sticks with a guy until when even the guys are wondering why he's sticking with them. And so when he makes the move, that guy can't complain about it, can't say, you didn't give me my shot. Clay Thompson's been given a shot, an incredible shot this season. Uh, and, and maybe this move frees him a little bit, right? He doesn't like it. He doesn't want to come off the bench, but there's a little bit of chip on his shoulder probably. There's a little sense that, okay, I'm going to win it back. Instead of defending his role, instead of trying to reprove himself, he put, gets put in this position, which he really hadn't had since he was his first couple years, of just like going out there and, okay, let's see what you got. Let's go out there and be free. Go out there, and people don't believe in you now. 
And maybe we saw the result of that last night. I'm not saying he's going to get 34 points off, you know, in 26 minutes every night, but I think it's a little more comfortable for him. And I think you see the method and the curve madness a little bit. You stick with these veterans guys that have won him titles as long as you can, probably longer than he should, in order to say, okay, when I make this move, I've really given you every shot in the world. Kevon Looney, he gave every shot in the world. Finally had to take him out of the starting lineup. Andrew Wiggins, for most of the season, he gave him the shot and then took him out of the starting lineup a few times. Now he's back in and he's playing well. Clay Thompson certainly can't say that Steve Kerr didn't give him a shot. He gave him an incredible shot at this. And now when he makes this move to take him out of the starting lineup, okay, this is this is understandable. This is logical. Now let's see where the team goes. I think they're they're definitely going to stay for for a little while. Uh, and then if, if things change, you adapt again. But this is kind of like the veterans and Kerr, their understanding that he's going he's gonna to ride with them until he absolutely cannot ride with them. And then he's going to make a switch, and they're going to still be on board. There's, you know, that was always the worry with moving Kerr, moving, I'm sorry, Clay out of the starting lineup. Do you lose him? Do you lose him, his confidence? Do you lose his sense of team? And I think the way this has worked out, this is Clay saying, you know what, I'm still important, but I'm going to be important in a different way. Tim Kawakami with us on Willard and Dibs, the TK Pod, part of the Odyssey Network, and you can find the clips and content now on our YouTube page as well. We encourage you to check it out. Really, really good interviews. All right, TK, over to the Niners. Your response to someone when you hear them say they've used Steve Wilkes as a scapegoat. Yeah, he, he kind of was. I mean, you do it three days after the Super Bowl, uh, you, you are making a scapegoat of him. And I think they were aware of that. I think it was certainly, you know, public opinion is that way. I, I think they might have fired him either way, frankly. It would have been weird if he won the Super Bowl, defense plays well. I just don't think it worked. Uh, I think the problem was hiring him in the first place. Not his fault. He's a good defense coordinator. He's a great, you know, he's a good guy. A real respectable man, but it just didn't fit the 49ers culture. So that's a problem of the hiring. It's not the problem of everything else. It can't be just about the Super Bowl. It shouldn't be just about the Super Bowl. They fire him when they do. It makes it look like it. Uh, but I think the, the comments from Nick Boza and some of the other players were kind of the you know what sealed this. They didn't believe in him. They the chemistry wasn't there. Uh, it was a secondary defensive secondary guy trying to communicate and lead a defense that is led by their front seven that has the ethos of Fred Warner and Nick Boza and Eric Armstead and Dre Greenlaw that just never felt totally there with him, him coming down from the booth to the field, you know, when that's not what he wanted to do was a huge sign. They played well after that, but he never felt like, you know, with D'Amico, you just felt like every call he made was just intrinsic to who they were. Didn't always work, but it was who they were. Same thing for, for Robert Sala. Just, just, excuse me, just never felt that with, with Steve Wilkes. I thought they might go one more year with it. But the one thing I'll talk about Shanahan is it doesn't look good, but better to do it once you've decided it and not delay it just to make everybody feel better about it, just to make the PR better. He decided he, would, he wasn't going to be a defense coordinator anymore, so he took the heat. He took the, you know, he, he's made the decision. We'll see who they hire. Uh, you don't want to get you know, in stable, unstable here where you're just going through DC, 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 but 
we'll see what he comes up with. I just don't think the Wilkes thing fit who they were, uh, and they're going to have to take the heat for it, and they just have to hire a better defense coordinator. And nobody will be complaining if they're back to the number one defense again. You know, they they fell off of that perch this season. If they get somebody who can get them back to number one, who gels with Fred Warner and everyone else there, then uh, you know, the, the, you take this hit now to to get that to get that spot next November and December. We'll see if they hire the right guy. And in large part, it's uh, determined by who they replace Dre Greenlaw with, and they've got some free agents up front as well. So that's certainly a piece of it. Would you anticipate they stay in-house, or do they go outside to try to bring in either a big name or an unknown commodity from outside the organization? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think they're going in-house. I think they would if they would have gone in-house, it would have been last year. They would have wanted to stay with uh, you know, the same system, the same group, the same culture, and they didn't. They went to Steve Wilkes. Don't know that they have that candidate. I just don't know that that, that candidate's there. So I think, you know, there'll be somebody from outside. You know, might be a big name. Brandon Saley is the name out there. I don't think it's going to be Vrabel. I don't think it's going to be Belichick. Uh, you're not just going big name hunting. Because, you know, listen, Robert Sala wasn't a big name when Shanahan hired him. Uh, you know, they talked to Fangio, who was a big name in the past couple times. So I'm not saying it's absolutely not going to be a big name. I just think they got to find the person who fits them and, and not just go for the D.C. with the most credentials. Go with the guy who fits you best. I think it's probably from the Seattle system. Uh, doesn't mean they have to have coached in Seattle, but have to coach under one of those guys. You know, one of Dan Quinn under, you know, the, those sort Gus Bradley, those guys. And uh, I don't exactly know who is available off, off of that group. Um, but it's got to be someone I think that Shanahan can just trust, can just not, doesn't have to peek in there and make sure the guy's knowing what he's, you know, what the four netters want from them. John Lynch doesn't have to go to the field and get the temperature of the defensive players. I think that happens sometimes with Steve Wilkes. Can't tell you a name, can't tell you exactly what the profile is. I just don't think it's going to be an outsider, outsider. I just don't feel that's where they want to go. It's going to be somebody that they feel very, very comfortable with, have known somewhere, have worked somewhere with, is familiar with the system. Uh, and to me, that rules out, you know, some of the biggest names, maybe Staley, but uh, we shall see. You know, Staley didn't really get along too well with Joey Bosa and it was the Chargers, from, from what I've heard. So I don't know what that would do for the Nick Bosa relationship. We'll see. doesn't mean it has to be exactly the same. I would question that part of it. Although I know Staley's a very, very good defense coordinator. He just wasn't a very good head coach. So we'll see. Um, I just don't think it's going to be a big name just to be a big name. I, I never believe in that. And I don't think they're going to do it that way. Tim, real quick, what do you think they're going to do with Ayuk? I think they're going to, you know, they'll make him a very large offer. You know, we'll see what the dollars go, what, what he's going to want. But I can't see them moving on from him. Uh, just the, the second you move on from him, you know, say they can't come to a deal and he wants to trade. Remember what happened exactly with Debo Samuel. Guess what? They did not trade him, and they signed him eventually. I can see something similar happen with Ayuk. If you move on from Ayuk, same thing with Debo, same thing with a lot of these guys. The first thing they're going to have to do is try to replace him, right? I mean, <laughs> a number one receiver who the quarterback loves and you know didn't throw to him much in the Super Bowl, but threw to him a ton during the season, who plays the Shanahan physical style, who fits this culture, they'd have to turn around and go try to get one. And that doesn't always work. You know, they traded DeForest Buckner for money recently. They thought they could plug it, you know, Javon Kinlaw right in. Didn't work. 
Uh, they've drafted a receiver. Danny Gray did not has not worked. Dante Pettis has not worked. You can't just say, oh, we'll go get another Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. I don't believe a team with this urgency, with these expectations, with that quarterback, can say, you know what, we'll just go get another one. It, it doesn't work that way in the NFL. They like what he is. No, listen, if he's asking for crazy money and right. it turns into a Tariq Hill situation, a whole different thing, I don't know. I don't know where that's going to go financially. But I would say for Niners fans, prepare for like something like happened with Debo, where he you know, unfollows them on all the social media, and there's a report <laughs> that maybe he wants to. Like, that could happen. Oh. And I would say, listen, remember what happened with Debo. It worked out. They signed him. <laughs> he, he came back. The 49ers do have the money to do this because that quarterback is making so little. You know, maybe that means they don't bring back Chase Young or, you know, there's some other things that they might not be able to do. So what? Brandon Ayuk is someone who's too important for them to lose, and the 49ers should not be in the position of giving up players that they really, really need. Tim, great stuff. Great stuff as always. Thank you so much, sir. Yeah, okay, anytime. Okay, Tim Kalkami, TK Pod, Odyssey Network, YouTube. I hope Brandon Ayuk and the Niners fight all summer. I really do. It's good for business. I mean, come on. Our business. we got to get through giant season somehow. Right. Jorge Soler could get hurt. What the hell are we going to do? Time for Brandon Ayuk to scrub the IG and then make up and kiss. Play yeah. some football next Maybe next fall. week. Yeah. One one action a week. Yeah, you can wait Scrub the longer. IG next week and then maybe, you know... Tweet out the uh, the bye bye or the the wink emoji or the angry face the week after. I go a little back and forth on this. I, I can tell you my bye core bye. my core totally. thought my core thought is keep Brandon Ayuk, but it's much more complicated than that. Y'all can weigh in eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy is the number. Brandon and Debo, or if it's Brandon or Debo, which one goes? We can get into that, and I think that it's important to also bring that conversation to what happened in the Super Bowl. This might shock you. Sure, I'm ready to blame Kyle Shanahan for something. Yeah! Just not the stuff you've all been blaming him for. Why? Why do something else? It's about time you castigate him. Fine. You know what that'll be, right? Um, It'll be long overdue, Mark. It'll be a... um, Castigation sensation! Got in before the buzzer. I was going to say Willard and Dips. (laughs) Fire Kyle right now. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. 
Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. I can honestly say I'm sort of built for this. Good for you. Thanks. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. I find myself asking that question all the time when people are like, I'm built for this. I'm here for this. I don't want any more of this. What's this? What is this? Steve, I'm built for this. And I know what the context was at the time. What is this? Honestly, I'm built for this. Not this job. Got a good deep voice, though, on Steve Wilkes. I can honestly say I'm sort of built for this. Yeah, sure, you're right. Pipes. I do like that, yeah. You'll never find another DC like me. (laughs) One who who blitzes rarely and gives up yards on the ground. You'll never find someone that Shanahan disses in the postgame in Minnesota. Because of a zero blitz. Look it up. Buzz him. Lou Rawls. Just buzz him. Lou Rawls. You'll buzz never him. find. I don't know what's it's going on. It's an R&B yeah. classic. Yeah, good. Like, Thank you, Drew Down. Grandy was just like, it, it doesn't matter if it's a classic. That was more. It's like it's Niners. A damn classic. It's a Niners. It was a great plan. It's the oh, execution boy. that we're talking about over here. I mean, for realio. No, Steve. I um, have more. Um, no, thanks. So... <laughs> Yeah, maybe. God, I hate maybe, maybe Steve Wilkes <laughs> could be hired by NFL Films, but uh, but not the 49ers. But tucked into all of this, sure, sure, I could take a shot at Kyle. I could take two shots at Kyle. You won't. I have, but nobody hears it because it's not the criticism you want it to be. He can't call a play. His booty. Tightens up. It reeks the, of lemon, Mark. At the wrong time. Can I do you criticizing a, Kyle? A supposed genius who can't score more than 19 regular points in a super. Uh, not, that's, not, that's not it. I got two. You want me to give you two? If I can borrow from you. Go ahead. Shoot your shot. It's all you got. I do all the time. Shoot it. Bury him. Shoot the glass. She's the finster. Totally. I don't know why that language stuck in my head. For those of you who don't know, that that's a line it's a die from Die Hard. It's a Die Hard reference. Nakatomi Plaza. Um, which, Shoot uh, the glass. Yeah. She's the finster. Shoot the glass. That's so good. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah, it did not well end, uh, end well for them in the movie or beyond. Uh, but uh, anyway, Rickman. great yeah. Alan Rickman. Alan, thank you. Great Alan. Dennis Rickman, but that was Dennis Rickman. Dennis. The former <laughs> Channel 2 anchor. They are who we thought they were. Totally. Anyway, anyway. Now, here here are the two criticisms I think are fair of Kyle Shanahan. And, and neither one of them are about game management. Both of them happened in the summer. Both of them happened in the summer. You shouldn't have hired Steve Wilkes. You, that, yes, it's not like Steve Wilkes is not on Steve Wilkes. It's on Kyle. It's on Kyle. It's on you as the boss and the hiring manager to find someone who's going to fit with you. And I still forever am scratching my head as to why you would go, quote, outside the family and hire someone who you had to sort of teach on the fly. 
I get a little bit about what the concept was, but it didn't work. And that's on you, Kyle. And here's the other one. I feel like there, there should be some of you out there peacocking, and you're not. Because I remember the phone calls. And you were right. And I remember our response at the time was, not you're wrong. It was, well, we'll see. It was kind of a shrug the shoulders. I don't know. But you remember all the calls. You remember all the people in August who went, I don't know about this offensive line. Why are we just putting trust in McKivitz? Why are we just like going out there with this lack of depth? And I'm not here to say the offensive line was horrible. They weren't. And that was not like a a thing all year. But the 49er passing game was not as effective as it could have been and should have been. And if you want to get the All-22 and really watch the tape, instead of going, well, George Kittle, two for four yards, and Brandon Ayuk only had three catches, and I thought you were number one options, and where are you now? George Kittle's too busy making friends and well, not falling on fumbles. He found another guy with the same name? That's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, the Kowinky Dink is incredible. Is that- I could look up on the Social Security website and see how many people are named George, born in that same year. Wow. More than you think. Well, and, and, Pretty and, popular name. But And play in the NFL. Not a lot of Georges. Not a lot. More than you would think. Maybe. But anyway. 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 Bottom, Two catches for four yards. Bottom line, bottom line for me is this. Um, and this is one of the reasons I'm such a big fan of Brock Purdy. Brock was one of the top performing quarterbacks this year against the Blitz, against pressure uh, throughout the entire NFL. But why is he constantly up against the Blitz and up against pressure? Because the offensive line, for me, is if I really had to boil down a reason why the Niners lost the Super Bowl, it was the performance of the offensive line, and I don't just mean Spencer Burford going the wrong way and John Feliciano going to Twitter. That's not what I'm talking about. Throughout the game, when Steve Spagnolo switched, when he switched from his own and got more aggressive and started blitzing a lot and left his corners on an island, if you actually watch the All-22, the idea that the KCDBs locked up Brandon and Debo, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. They were running open a lot. And you say, well, then why was there not completions, Mark? Because there was no Time. Oh, Brock had a, a walk-in touchdown to Debo that he overthrew. Uh, Debo correct. had about three yards of separation, I, I, I so would, that was a play. I would also argue he had time on that throw. He didn't really. Chris Jones well, was on his right he shoulder. He was able to get the throw off. He had to adjust the throw. He though. overthrew it. Yeah. No, no doubt. It's an overthrow. It, but also right. not sure. unaffected. A not an unaffected throw. I do think that when you look at this, and I haven't looked at the all twenty-two. Uh, I've been locked in with my daughter and the Subo watching, uh, you know, more halftime show than I have the All Twenty Two. Well, it was but better than the re- real game. Spagnolo was—he made the adjustment at halftime, and he had Kyle on his heels in the first half. Wilkes had Andy Reid and company on their heels, and in the second half, it switched. Yep. And Spagnolo had Kyle Shanahan and company on the run. Yeah, yeah, but for me. If you go back to August, there were plenty of you who went, offensive line doesn't feel deep enough, and it doesn't feel experienced enough. And uh, and in the end, I agree. And I thought it bit him. 
I you had a massive mistake by a young offensive lineman in the biggest moment of the entire season. But beyond that, you had a group that performed very well for the run, and it did not perform at a high level in the passing game. So when you go, oh, Brock Purdy, he got all this stuff around him, and he's a product of the system. The fact that that guy finished fourth in the MVP and your pass blocking was middle of the road makes it even more impressive. He can handle it, but he's got to have, like all QBs do, an offensive line that is performing in the top 10. That's just my opinion. Yeah. And they weren't. Not for pass blocking, at least. Well, and in the regular season, you do benefit by some of the defenses against whom you play. And you play Arizona twice, not a good defense. Seattle twice, not a great defense anymore. The Rams' defense has fallen off a little bit. So you get in the playoffs and you play against Kansas City, which had one of the best defenses in football. And you find yourself facing a little bit of a different task in terms of you know, handling the blitz and handling coverages. This is not taking on the NFC West foes. That was a whole nother level that they had to face, and they they succumbed. Yep, yep. Uh, let's get some of these calls. Jonathan in the city, first and foremost, been hanging out for a while. Hey, Jonathan, what's going on? I'm just fixing up both three in uh, our uh, dining set. Um, wow. You know, uh, Ayuk, he's our only good to great uh Route runner. So he's a must-keep. He's a must-sign. And uh, before I go, I got a question for you guys. Now that uh, $3, tougher than the $3 steak, sharpen iron, sharpens iron. Uh, now, my question is, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl first? Jim Harbaugh or Kyle Shanahan? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, I, I, this will shock you now. I'm going uh, to pick uh, Kyle Shanahan. Um I feel so strongly about the internal issues with the Chargers. I know Jim, Jim Harbaugh, now he can coach. He and, gonna fix it. And Justin Herbert can throw the ball. Yeah, but they're up against a... Uh, they got Mahomes in the division. Right. You've got a plucky Denver. You've got a motivated Raiders. And then... Houston is better and getting better. Miami's still real. Well, yeah. Buffalo's got Allen. A- AFC's tough. It's your really Mah- tough. Your Mahomes point is a great one, though. Like it's like just Dude. no matter what, like you're you're up against Mahomes. So the to- NFC is still fairly fairly weak in it, terms of the top. By I mean, the comparison, top is strong, sure. and then you get through four through seven in the NFC. If you want to give me Detroit and the Niners and Dallas. As your I, top three? I, like, I mean, I, even at that, right? We're... Ag- agree across the board, but let me make another point about the Chargers. Uh, their ownership is so bad, and there are issues that that actually creates. I know they're spending money now. They signed Herbert. They brought in Harbaugh. Okay, they're going to turn over control. It's bigger than that. I think of the Chargers are very much the football version of baseball's Colorado Rockies. I don't believe the Rockies will ever win a championship. And if you ask me why, I'd say this. Because you have to be two completely different teams at home and on the road. What works at Coors Field doesn't really work in other stadiums. Why do you think the Giants 
own the living hell out of the Rockies when they come to Oracle Park because the style that works in a gargantuan airport of an outfield doesn't work when you go to a regular baseball stadium. So therefore, uh, they're playing two totally different games 81 times, and it's a problem. The Chargers, it's a little different but similar. Like, they've got a home road problem. Here's the problem. They have no home. They are never rooted for in, in a football yeah. game, and it matters. That matters. Like, think about that in sports. If you just well, in the have, NFL, especially if you have no home, you have no support. People are rooting against you and making it hard to hear every single time from the inside out and the top down. That organization is so poorly run, so disingenuous with the way they treat the people around them. Why do you think Joey Bosa is chasing the Niners everywhere, going, "This is cool"? Yeah, like it's a horrible horrible place that now has a big jerk running it. Oh, but a jerk who can get who can, things, who can, can get coach, behind him. Yeah. Who can coach. Therefore, Jim Harbaugh's window is like three or four years. Okay, you going to wear everybody out, and that thing's going to blow the hell up in five years. Can he do it in the next three to four years? I'd vote no. Oh, I'd vote yes. Uh, 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 over Mahomes? I mean, yes. Because, really? Well, I mean, Mahomes is not going to win every year. He's so the division, well, yes, he will. All you have to do is make the playoffs, and you can go on a run. You, now, yeah. can can Jim Harbaugh turn the Chargers around in four to five years? Absolutely. Oh, I think he, he can, did that here. I think he can do it in one. But right. Not, but but the question was, can he win a Super Bowl? Well, I think the first step I, for I the, for the first step for the Chargers is getting the playoffs, yeah. which they've they've done. They did it last twice year. in the last seven years. Yeah, they did it last year. Yeah, and you gagged and, against and, Jacksonville, and cratered a twenty-something point halftime lead. Right, yeah. with a coach who was ill-equipped to be a head coach. Yeah. This is a guy who's been a head coach, and I think that. And I'm not trying to do Chargers radio, but I think Jim <laughs> Jim Harbaugh can turn that team around. He used to do it, and if you get the right people around fun. him, I do think that. I mean, they could be a Super Bowl contender, which means you make the playoffs. They could be a good team. They could be a good team. Nobody but... saw the Chiefs coming this year as a Super Bowl winner. Oh, no. That, that, that's I mean, not... that was a bit of a surprise. O- only once the year got going. Certainly. Well, even when the playoffs started, it but, was, yeah, right. you'll win at home, but then sure, you go sure. to Buffalo. Yeah. I thought they'd win that game. I thought they'd win both their road you games. Did. But you did, but they turned it up. I was in the minority. They turned it up. Like, they but, did. But preseason, the Chiefs aren't a surprise at all. Right. They were surprised because they didn't look right once the season started. True. And then they sort of figured it out. They did it a different way. And I wonder what... if Joey Bosa's even a Chargers anymore. It feels uh, to me like yeah, as know. we get into this offseason, you look at his uh, his dead cap number, he might be a candidate for a trade, and he might be a guy that the Niners would take a look at in terms Oof. of you know, worried, double Bosa's. Just grow the money on trees? Well, it depends on what you do with some of your other people. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMC FM and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Upgrade your savings dividend. Open a First NorCal first-class money market today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.